Welcome back to another episode of Pewology. This is the show where the people in the pews get to weigh in on a whole bunch of issues. Um, politics, religion, faith, spirituality, science. morality, science. <laughs> Pseudoscience. <laughs> it doesn't matter. We're all in. Uh, and so I got a good one for you today, guys. Um, so we're in this, this... I had a good one yes, last time. You had a good one last Yeah, we did. So we're in this kind of series of discussions right now as a church community talking through the book of Galatians. And last week we were, t- you know, the the whole like catchphrase in the sermon was separation is a part of preparation. And we were talking about the concept of like that surround the issue of sanctification of separating yourself like out from the world, like separating yourself from the world. Right. Are you with me? You following yeah. this? Okay. Yeah. So like sometimes in sermons, though, you can just make statements like these broad sweeping statements, like separate yourself from the world. Right. But what does that actually look like? Uh, what, let, let's talk that through. What do you think it, it requires to separate yourself from the world, right? What, what is the actual requirement there? Cutting off your phone. You got to cut off your phone? Like for good? Well, I mean, for the time period that you're separated, right? From the world. Okay. Okay. All right. So maybe there's these momentary like requirements, like these things like, hey... For little segments of time? I mean, that's the only way I can think of separating yourself from the world. Because here's what I'm thinking, right? Like, if you take it to the nth degree, the Amish are out there going, you guys are lightweights, right? We have separated ourselves. Oh, yeah. Right? They're using horses and cabbages. Yeah, they're not They're not using anything, right? No phones, no TVs, no electronics. Huh? They can still catch rides. They can catch a ride. You, what, are you going to ride in the first? No, I was in um, Pennsylvania all last year. Like, I was in Delaware, but I was right next to him. Did like, you ever pick one up? No, I, I drove right by him, but I saw Which, them. Uh, did, I, were they trying to get a ride? <laughs> you said I drove right and by And you just drove right by No, I, yes. saw, I saw them hitchhiking. And he you asked, didn't give him a ride? No. You no. say you want no technology? He has no technology. Walk. Are you sure those were Amish? Well those, those might have been Mennonites. Um, I'm not sure Amish. Look can, really they, can the Amish take a ride? I was in Amish country. I didn't think they could. You well, said you were in Amish country, but it could be Mennonite country too. Yeah, there are Mennonites out there. Too. Yeah, okay. Mennonites are Amish light. Yeah, they'll do some technology. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. See a lot of things going yeah. down in Pennsylvania. Because I'm not sure. I'm not sure the Amish will even will they even ride. They have buggies and I know horses. They make some live places. I mean, they, I, I it sounds know. like a great question for the Can old Google up? machine. Well, Amish. Will the Amish even take a ride in a car? Can we just ask that question? Okay, good. We'll get back. But I'm saying, like, I'm serious. Like, if you look at, culturally speaking, they've removed themselves. Yeah. So we make these big sweeping statements at church like, oh, yeah, you need to separate to prepare your heart and separate yourself from the world. But what does that actually look like? And is that, is it enough? I think that might be more uh, a reference to the mentality and not actually, you know, um, literal, you know, the the mentality of the world. Um, what does it mean? Well, it tends to go in a certain direction that tends to be anti um, what God would think. You know, that's a kind of, you know, the, girls, the, the world says it's all about. Me and um, let's see, let's see. English speaking, 
Amish don't speak English? Why are they known as they do have They do have their own language. <laughs> they have their own language? They What's do the, have their own language. Amish? Mm. Yeah, they, I think they speak German. Mm. Don't, don't. Yeah, most of them. Yeah. So Dutch, both of them together. Well, and it's Mish, Pennsylvania Dutch, which is German. Together. Oh. Bitch. U.S. history yeah. teacher. Bitchy. 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 That's what I said. I don't know what that means. I said it in Spanish. Oh. After early leaders. Of Moses. Oh, the early leaders was Moses Beach. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. We should look that up sometime. All right. Uh, we've gone as far as we can go with that. But I'm saying, but what do you what do you mean? Like, what the mentality? What does it even mean? All right. You know, um, the world's mentality is it's all about me, where Christ's mentality is it's all about you or somebody else. So are else, you saying that, or... that, that separating yourself from the world is some mental exercise where we go, oh, I'm not going to think like that? Oh. But I'm going to continue to like what? Soak up just as much media as I've always had, just as much social media as I've always had, just poor, you know, never really make any financial but, changes. But th- but what, what are we doing? But that's here? actually a mentality, too. What? You know, um, being absorbed in um, what the present culture's going ahead and pushing on everybody. Yeah, but we, you're making these general statements. What does it mean, actually? What does it look I, like? I, I think it means different things to different people, but to me, it would mean, like I said, it's more about the world attitude, the the world culture, um, opinion about certain things. Um, being Christian is usually anti-cultural, meaning it's usually opposite of what the world is is going with, you know. Yeah, but do you see that actually no. happening? That's what I was about to say. I'm not saying that I'm seeing it actually happening. I'm saying that's what it could mean, and that's what I get from it, meaning that— You think it, you're doing that? Um, I I don't think I'm doing a good job of it, but I think that you know there are there are a couple of areas where you know I tend not to think like the majority. You know what they say against the grain. I I, I tend to think of myself as a, against the grain, but am I a hundred percent on? No, not at all. You know, it's all right though because that's what grace and mercy falls in. Mm-hmm. You know, you, with dust, bro. You know, like. <laughs> We're not, if you say Mr. Rags, I'm going to punch you. Yes. No. <laughs> no. It was coming, but no. you're like, no. I feel like you stopped it. I slipped through. I slipped through. <laughs> no, but I'm just thinking that um, he knows how, you know, we're prone to wander. That's a company he names as sheep. Sheep is one of the dumbest animals out there, man. We're, we're, we're a lot like All right, that, but let's you know? press through. Let's act like we're going to figure this out. We're not. You don't think we can figure this out? You don't not think a, not in this podcast? But, yeah, but why? Why? <laughs> not, not, why have you seen the keep, roster? Yeah, but why should we keep? <laughs> how much of the theologians here? <laughs> Fair enough. I stand corrected. I stand corrected. But I'm just saying, like we we're teaching this stuff, right? We're talking about it. We act like we know what it means when I say it. We have this bumper sticker statement mentality. We make these broad generalizations of like, oh yeah, separate yourself from the world, and. And my worry is at the end of the day, what if I'm saying something, like I'm using words, and you know what each word means, but when you put them together in a concept, my concept is different than your concept. Right. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. It's different to each, every person. You yeah, know, but it, I don't word. think that's the way it should be at some level. Right? Um, There's got to be some like standard. Right? What would be the standard? I don't know. You tell me. I don't know. I'm asking you. Now. I'm going to give the mm. simplest answer. I asked the oh, questions here. Jesus. I asked the questions here. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, my gosh. That took me back to when I was teaching the kids. Okay. Well, I'm, not trying to be, I'm not trying to be mean, but no, no. you want to mimic Christ. So, you know, he engaged himself within the culture. He yeah. hung out with people. He influenced people. Um, but he didn't 
he was in the world, not of the world. Yeah. Right? Okay. He was still, you know, a moral guide to everyone around him and people still loved him wherever he went. Now, obviously the religious didn't, mm -hmm. but I don't want to be like, I'm like, I'm, it's super simplistic, but we want to follow Christ. That's, that's the example. Yeah. That would be the standard. How are you guys and all doing not following very, Christ with your finances? What do you mean? Well, I didn't have doing, a home. I am killing it. Right. No, account. yeah, I know. I know. Collect any wealth. I'm nailing it. Gave it all away. I don't have any don't, of that. I'm a teacher. <laughs> on top of that, I owe I'm a lot. broke. So I'm like, I'm broke. I, saw, I saw what Jesus did and yeah. I topped it. I'm broke. I, I'm a, I, <laughs> and I owe some money. I will say, no, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a. Christian school teacher, so I don't have a ton of money. So yeah. I, yeah. So not, not doing a whole lot. On yeah. So like I was, I was watching this thing on on Netflix, like the minimalists or whatever. And I'm watching. I was like, I can do that. Like and like a lot of the times when it comes to when it comes to the we say we can do that, but we live in four bedroom houses. I have nine kids. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's funny because we were watching. Like, I'll, have you guys seen the the Serena Williams uh, movie yeah. with, with yeah. where there was like five girls in one room? Yes. And I'm like, God forbid, like I would tell my heathens that they gotta like two of them at least bunk and don't don't lose. Don't I got I got bunked in two rooms. Yeah, yeah they're bunked up. So yeah, good luck. Like that's that that works. How they doing? They're great. great. They have no choice. My boy. Here's the funny thing about here's the funny thing about doubling them up in the rooms too. We think about that. We live in a world right now. Think about this is crazy. We live in a world as Americans where two siblings sharing a room is like almost like low class. That's weird, right? I mean, that's it's almost crazy. Like yeah. we're like we gotta yeah, get a bigger I, house. We I gotta agree. Get a, everybody's gotta have their own room. Yes. I'm like when did that happen? I agree, hundred percent. My boys love being in the same room. Yeah. Like, they're like, I mean, now, granted, they get into more trouble. We're talking about the young ones, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, no. Because I, no, I, don't, I don't think the mentality is the older ones. The truth is, the elders would probably make the argument that they want their own rooms. But yeah. here's the thing. So here's the thing. The first thing, like, it, it, they'll never admit to it, but the first thing either of them says when they get home and the other one in there is, where's the where's so-and-so? They're looking for each other. Yeah, they're looking for each other. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Not like they're, like, totally best friends and hanging out, but they're always like, what's going on? What's going on? You know, like... Yeah. You know what I mean? Now the little ones, those freaking frack, they get in trouble. <laughs> like they can't be separated. All no, but I, I think that there is a, a sense of like in, in our culture, especially that we're like so concerned about the kids' space and what the kids need and and that and, and that kind of thing. That I often find myself like I actually said to you, I was like, I feel like I don't even belong here most of the time. Right. And like here, what I mean, doing like, for them. Yeah, no, no, like I don't I mean I hear, but like on earth. Like whenever I hear oh. people talking or like the, the things that go on, like like the material stuff for me, you know, is not like a big deal. Like I have the same clothes forever. I don't have to go out shopping, whether you have a BMW or Toyota, like none of that stuff actually is like a big deal to me. And like no. sometimes it sucks as like one of the kids would be like super excited about something that Jeff got him and I'll be like, That's awesome. But like they could tell that I'm not impressed. A little bit, so I feel bad because I want to be happy. Like I'm happy for them that they got it and that they're happy, but it's not like I'm actually impressed mm. of anywhere that you went, anything that you did, anything that you bought. None of that stuff faces me, hmm. and sometimes I feel like that's not a great thing too, because it's almost like look at this guy, like he, it, it just doesn't. Well, I like, I like the. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm that way with material things, but I like to travel. I like the stuff. I like going the experience. Yeah, I like it, but it's not like okay. So the best way I could explain is like, I, I don't need to go somewhere 
to find joy. Like I find joy. Like that's good. No, you know I what, agree with that. You know what I, I mean? Agree. Like I feel like yeah. people wait for a weekend or wait for a vacation. No, that's a good point. You know, and then Strong like point. every day is like passing you by, and you're just like, oh, if I could just do this. And here's one thing that I you're living say. for something else. You're living yeah. for something else. Here's one thing that I know. Always waited for the next hit. Mm-hmm. If I if I know something that I know, people that have money is like you'll get this until you get the next thing, until you get the next mm-hmm. thing, until you get the next thing, until you go to the next place. And you get to this place. Now you go to this place. And like you're deeply, brutally like unhappy. Look and at, that makes um, no sense to me. Look at Robin Williams and Andrew Bourdain or the, the, you know, these yeah, people. A bunch of actors. These people who have money, they have wealth, they have stature, and for some reason something's still missing, and then they go ahead and off themselves. There you was know? a couple of years. A couple of years back, Tom Brady was talking about somebody was interviewing him, and you could see him like I almost felt bad for him because he had like a supermodel wife. You know, Man, super. I, I mean, Super Bowl rings. Wait, should probably stop there and talk about that. But go ahead. Well, but he had like a supermodel wife. No, I agree. You Let's know, stop there. Why? Go ahead. I'm just the end. He had all these things, and he was like, "There's, you know, Super Bowl ring." He's like, "There's got to be more," and you could just see like an emptiness in him. He was like, "They just probably won't retire." He's like, "There has to be more." You know what I mean? Like that emptiness into somebody that. Socially, we would look at with such success, and yet for them to be empty, like it says a lot about material things and and things that you that, that you could look at. Michael Jackson, it got to the point where he just wanted to have a peaceful night of sleep. Yeah, and this guy had his own amusement park. He had a tank, like a mass thing that he went to sleep in. He had a, a chamber. He had his own monkey. You know, it's crazy. Like, yeah, like, I'm hearing you guys talk know. about this, right? Uh-huh. I'm like, I'm thinking no, about like the times where I was. Sleeping in my car and like I had everything in like I had this like 2000 Honda Civic and I was sleeping in the back of this um, the AA clubhouse right and I'm mm-hmm. like completely satisfied and so happy and I didn't have anything yeah. you know I didn't have a soul person like out there with me or anything I didn't have any like I barely had any clothes what, I barely, what I, was it what was it that made you so content um it was uh, just I had found hope, you know, mm. that... Hope that in what? Hope in the power in God. Like yeah. The power of God. Yeah. You know, and then... That's like, the key. And then the, the the crazy thing is, is that, like, as life progressed, right, and, like, I got more things, and, like, like I seeked the kingdom of heaven first, right? right. And then, like, I got I, I got these things, and I, like, I was like, oh, I wanted that same feeling, right? And I tried to fulfill that same feeling in, in material. I mean, I got a trillion-cut diamond, it goes right here. You don't see it because I took it out, right? Oh, in your face? Yeah. You got I, one that goes in your face? Yeah. I don't well, wear it all You want a little Uzi on us? I spent $1,200 on a trillion cut diamond. I'm like thinking that What's it was going to... a trillion gonna, cut diamond? It's a, it's a triangle. <sighs> it's a triangle diamond. Are you wearing it to church? Huh? No. No, I don't wear it to church. That's a special diamond? So you guys lose a lie next Sunday, boy. So I... Hot struggle. The reason... I mean, I bought it to represent like a... AA, right? It's a triangle in the AA, mm. right? But I, and AA is supposed to represent humility, right? Yeah. But, wow, ironic. <laughs> exactly. But like, and when I, after, like, immediately after I bought it, I was like, why did I do this? Yeah. And I'm like, I felt, honestly, I just felt stupid. Like, and I'm like, man. And I'm like, you know what? So I'm, do you wear it ever now? Yeah, I still got it in my car. I just like. You put it in your car? I just leave it in. Like, you park like, now? Outside? Whenever I. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm asking for I a think, friend. I think, I think Wally's taking some serious notes right now. It's in the car right now. <laughs> I have to yeah, use the bathroom real quick. It's in the middle console in this little box. Mm. That seems risky. Have you seen the people changing? That seems a little risky. Uh, we got cameras. Now that's mounted in your face? Yeah. So th- do you feel that? No. No? Nope. But you just slide it in there. And now it just like screws on. It screws onto your face? That is so yeah. cool. It's oh gosh. for those who are just listening. It is a lot smaller than Mike is kind of yeah, describing. He makes it sound well, like it's, he makes it sounds like it's massive. It. He's making it sound like it's Mike Tyson's tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> like it's not. All right, so where? Okay, let's back up. I got to hear this story. Okay, so you were already in recovery. Yeah, you were already had some, some sobriety under your belt, mm-hmm. and now you're working this new job where you're making some bucks. Mm-hmm. You don't have a lot of strings that you're dealing with or bills that you're dealing with. So you're like, I got all this extra cash. I'm going to go buy myself a face down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He's like, you. <laughs> yeah, but like, what was it that inspired that? Besides the AA thing. Was that, it you, was you because. You saw somebody with a face down and you're like, no, dang, face down. Yes, it was. Was it a little Uzi? No, it was not a little Uzi. <laughs> little Uzi got a big diamond right on the top of his head. And corner, I had to take right it out. Because it kept bleeding. What? I bet it kept bleeding. There's a guy. Pull yeah. it up, Mike. Pull up the picture. <laughs> yeah, please. Yeah. I got to see that. Please pull up. It's like a yellow diamond or a diamond, though. It's like a pink diamond or yellow diamond, and it's like this big. It cost him $2 million. Oh, my God. So get the heck so, out of here. So Axel isn't doing too bad. $1,200 versus $2 million. Yeah. And um, I think it's about self worth. Occasions, like if I'm like, you know? just going to be like. What was it called? Like little Uzi. This is like your church Little Uzi verse. This is like like I'm I'm a ball out. Yeah, yeah, ball out. Like this is like black tie affair kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. That's like bottles with the sparkles. So I mean, but as soon as you got it, as soon as you got as it, you had regret. I, I had. Uh, it was like uh, it wasn't like it's like the moment of like the everything I led up to. I had to buy the diamond. I had to ha- buy the piece that it mounted to. Then I had to buy a separate thing that they had to like. Mold the uh, the little screw to it, and then and then I had to give them these things, and then they had to build it. I was so excited for it, and then as soon as I got it, I put it in. I was like, "Man, this looks stupid." <laughs> Speaking of looking stupid, what? There he looked like the character from the dang uh, Yu-Gi-Oh. What's that? What's it? What's the dang guy? On the Iron Man thing. That's, no, that's a meme. Uh, oh, vision. That's not real. He looks no, like Vision. That's, that's real. He looks like Vision. No. Oh yeah, one of the one of the, yeah, um, the Iron Infinity Stones. Stones. Yeah, he looks like he got one of the Infinity Stones. He got, Stones. He got a pink Infinity Stone. <laughs> <laughs> My man looking like Bruno what does Mars. he do for a living? Eyes him. Rap. Rap. He said, "Well, so, he said Lil, so yeah. that means rapper." Uh, so, uh, no. <laughs> not a good one. Either. Not a good one either. Probably not because I, their not name is Lil. Name well, song. he can't be doing that bad if he got a if he was able that to is, that diamond. That's Bruno Mars. No. What? Dude, I can't I can't name one of this dude's songs either. Somebody tried to knock his head and, and, and take it too one time. Is that oh, they, a song? They tried to take his oh, time. I thought it was well, two million dollars. Like why would you not? Two million dollars. All you gotta do is bump bump somebody kinda hard. Maybe it jiggles out or something. That, that's why I was bleeding all the time. His girlfriend was trying to take it out at night while he was leaving. <laughs> hey, what a suction cup. Yeah. I'm going mining. Let's go back. So you have this moment. That that's what we call buyer's remorse. Yeah. You have it immediately. And then what do you do? Um, I go to an AA meeting and I just like help somebody else. Okay. Like, awesome. I mean 
that's pretty much like what it what it looks like. It's like I'm selfish, you know. So like when you're thinking about all of this separating yourself from the world, like the world, like in in its own way, everybody's selfish to some extent, right? So if you want to be a true example of Jesus, right? And what is a greater a greatest example but to give yourself like your life for everybody, right? Yeah. That is the greatest example of selflessness. You know. Indeed. Exhausting. Indeed. It is. So can you so I guess that's the that's you the know. question like so if you been doing it, baby. let's say but but is it okay like are we really talking about like fashion and stuff when we're talking about separate that's just an example. You know, that's just an example. No, no, no. What I'm saying is, is like, does that count? Do you think Jesus is up there going, come on? You know what I'm saying? Uh, he's saying come on about a lot. Um, just, to, <laughs> just to go ahead and keep it straight. You know, there's, 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 there's a lot that to be like, hey, come on. Yeah. But um, I think that's where that grace and mercy comes in, you know. Yeah, no, listen. Hey, listen. I, I'm, not propo- I'm not proposing powerful. that we ignore the grace and mercy. I'm just saying... If there's this whole process of sanctification, of separating ourselves out from the world, um, what does that? What do you actually think that looks like? Well, I told you my view. I mean, you got to, your set, your view is in, is is what maybe like mentality. It's just it's just like it's a it's a mental exercise. To me, yeah, okay. I think you know. it's the way that 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 you act towards others, like the way that you that you treat others. Ultimately, like. Oh, Look, ultimately, anything that we do is is already covered by grace. So I don't think that there's a lot of separate, like, you know, logically, if you separate yourself physically from anybody else, you're not accomplishing anything because you're not bringing anybody else to Jesus. So that can't be it, you know? Um, But that's a good point. How far is the separation, like, the tangible stuff, whether it's materially, fashion, music, whatever from the world right from the general society how far do you separate yourself and then because at some point you know you take i'm using the amish as my example you take the amish they separate themselves a lot further than we are in practical ways but that's led them to almost be walled off from the world yeah i think the separation is really you have to be separated for it exactly is it is it it, yeah is this a season is it like is it like fasting or is this like a whole thing, like a lifestyle change. No, I think it's more like lifestyle change. I, I don't know, man. I really think that it comes down to like when he says separate yourself. I, I just think it's the like. I really feel like it's, it comes down to just the way that you treat each other. So if you're like, you know, when it should be that, but we're, we'll fail at that too. You know, like it should be when somebody says something to you, and instead of you getting upset and flipping out, you show grace. You know, sometimes we'll succeed, sometimes we won't. That's what I'm saying. I don't think that's like specific way of you separating yourself but if there was one i would have to say that when people like when people look at you not your not your like your deeds or your or your morality but like the way that you showed them grace or treated them or like really cared or something like that or loved them the way you love them people never forget the way that you love them and you know if they can say hey this person showed me love and the only difference in his life that i can see for everybody else is that he's a christian you know yeah. To me, that's that's what separating is. Because anything else, like, falls short. I don't know. I mean, you did like, say part- that was going to be one of the key determining factors in knowing who's going to be a believer. Christ, he says, by the love you have for one another. Yeah, but think about it. So, like, take for example, let's say that I don't think anybody would argue the point that we live in a culture and in a society now where I'm just using this as an example, right? Yeah, because we were talking about this the other day when we were camping. Like, you know. We live in a society now where it would almost be unheard of 
not to think of sexuality and sexual um, uh, exploits and sexual encounters and sexual relationships. It's almost unheard of that we that we think of those in the terms of commitment. Like we would, that's 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 so archaic to our culture that it's almost made fun of. Yeah. Right. So the idea that like you would um, say, well, I'm I'm going to only uh, have a sexual relationship with somebody that I'm committed to for life inside the confines of a institution that there's been this commitment made that we call marriage. Right. Like that's like if you say that to like an 18 year old today or a 25 year old today, oh, they yeah. look at you like you are insane. Like the idea of that you could that that commitment has to follow sexual relationships, which goes back is insane. But you don't think I'm sorry, no, I'm sorry, but don't you think like if you go by by times, then if you you know if you go back to like when Jesus is stuff, like where somebody was just gonna be like, you marry my daughter, I give you sheep. Like <laughs> it wasn't like they they met each other at a cafe and fell in love. It was like here you're 17, you're gonna go with this 30 year old dude that gave me a freaking donkey. Like, that's also a little bit weird, too. There's commitment. You were forced into that commitment. You didn't choose it. It was chosen for you. Uh, yeah. And that's, that's so we're, talk, we're talking about this day. But think about, what you, think about what you just said. That's an interesting point, right? That's an interesting thing. Like, you think it's crazy. Like, yes. you, you think the idea that, you think the idea that uh, personal choice is the, the supreme most highest best idea right no but that would be culturally okay i mean i know a guy today i'm I'm in a small group with a guy today who is the is married longer than i've been married he's been long married for 50 years that i've arranged marriage happy as a clam you know what i'm saying like the i that's very american to say well the fact that they didn't get to choose like that's beneath me because we got to choose. Like, choosing your love is the best way to choose. Not that beneath. Right, right. Right. Not beneath, but there were g- little girls that didn't have a choice. What What? What do you mean? Like, you, you now you've young labeled girls. it little girls. Yeah, because there were young, young girls that got married into this old, old dudes. Yeah. Uh, that still happens in some countries. That yeah. that still does. And, you, okay, and you're okay. saying that, that's okay, that, that because there's a commitment there. That was chosen He's not saying it's okay. He's not saying it's okay. It's that's been the traditional norm for thousands of years. Yeah, it really has. Well, that marrying, but I started by marrying saying, for love. But I started by saying, new but that's what I started by saying. If you compare what happens now to the way that things used to be, everybody's going to find a contrast that's different. But but it's not like you're saying like now is better. No, I don't know. I don't no. say because yeah, the divorce what, rate is the, the way divorce higher. rate is way higher. <laughs> the divorce rate is way higher. But but I'm I just mean, saying like the like just take that component right. The idea that like the idea that the Bible presents sex in 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 the presentation of fidelity inside of commitment. Yeah, that's an insane idea. That in my lifetime that has become an insane idea. No, nah, hey, look, oh, yeah. they made a comedy, forty year old version. This comedy. <laughs> Yeah, but, but that's what I'm but saying. Mentality. So like, so like back that's then, back then, like somebody meeting somebody and falling in love was an insane idea. They keep pushing the envelope further and further. Well, uh, that's an interesting. I, I don't know if they compare it. It's apples and oranges a little bit because the okay. idea of like think about it in in most arranged. I would argue. I don't know. Maybe that's anecdotal. I guess, but like 
I would think that a lot of people inside successful arranged marriages would say, uh, well, just because it was arranged doesn't mean we didn't fall in love. Do you know what I'm saying? And a lot of times there is a courtship period between, you know, you don't just like see a girl across the street and go, hey, find out whose dad that is. And uh, I'll give you 10 chickens and two goats. For you. <laughs> that's that that's not how it works. I know. But I'm just, that's how I got my wife. Um, oh, I kid, I kid. No, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. They take that one point, right? Do you think that when the Bible's presenting this con- this idea of sanctification, that at some level it is saying, "Hey, back to your mental exercise that you've re- reduced sanctification to," that that at some point we're saying, "Hey, the Bible says this about this issue." I'm just bringing up the issue of sex. But we could bring up a thousand different issues. And the world says this. And part of the sanctification process for me is moving out of the world's mentality and into a biblical framework of thinking. Right? Like, okay. is that sanctification? Is that part of the Isn't the that process? what repentance yeah. is? A change of mind? I'm, I'm saying a that A change is. of mind I'm is sure. mentality. Okay. What do you right? think? I mean... You think that's... A, you think is that's, it? I would... Is it? Yeah. But then that okay. then that means also looking at the world through the lens of God. But that's like looking what, at people through, through that lens, and you can you know be in the world and try to help them realize, hey, this is someone who doesn't have the love that I have, here's and the, I can like but here's my get worry, right? We live in a society now where you've got adult Christians, adult Christians, mm-hmm. who are, I believe, fully Christian, fully committed to Christ, fully believers in Christ, who have basically convinced themselves. That the the presentation the world's making now is a better path. Like it's better. Like it's a better idea. Uh, give me an example on that because I don't know. Oh, I, I know a bunch of parents who would who would put their sixteen year old on birth control and say, "No, this it's just better if they go out and have these experiences and they'll figure it out." Blah 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 blah. This that's, is a better idea. That's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. I would. I know a bunch of people that have, have said that. Right. A bunch of people who are like, yeah, my kid's going to do this. Blah, 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 blah. It's, it's I get it. It's just the world we live in now. And they'll just have to figure it out. And then this is probably better. It's less pressure and yada, yada, yada. And you're like, I'm like, bro, I don't think this is going to work out the way you think it's going to work out. Right. And the numbers don't the science and the numbers don't bear that out. But they believe that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's going with the flow. Going with the flow. You but know, that's too. why they're not. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. It's kind of like what uh, what we were talking about at the campsite too, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, um, where uh, I mean, I didn't like come out and actually say this, but like before me uh, becoming like like I actually want to be celibate right now, right. right? And then before, like literally, like three weeks ago, I had told this. Uh, I had a conversation with my brother, and I was like, "Man, I want to practice polygamy." You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I just want to have multiple relationships, and because I like, I don't feel like I'm gonna be able to be able to find that one person, like because time and time again has showed me that, I mean, they only want this from me, and I only want that from them. You know, right. so like, why not just have a friendship with multiple different people, and then, and then like, really and he said that very quickly, but I hear this every week from mm-hmm. somebody. I hear that thinking all the time. Yeah, and then um, that? but the, the they don't have the joys of us being married, coming home, being <laughs> wife, and and the five kids and and all this stuff. No, you're missing out. And then like, 
See, with comments like that, it makes me want to go back to Oh my like, gosh! But that, I mean, that's just one issue, right? Like, I think there's these constant competing worldviews where the world's presenting this idea of, "Hey, this is a better plan." Yeah. And I think that it, it, when you hear it the first time, you're like, "Oh, I mean," and when it's set in this bold, like, "Oh yeah, blah 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 blah," and then you you realize, like, "Wait a minute, hold on." Do like this may not be helping. Not, for not even that. To give you a quick um, little example, you know, they they show polygamy even in the Bible, and examples of it, Jacob being one of the biggest ones. You know, this guy had four baby mamas, had had 12 kids, Solomon had a whole bunch of concubines, and repeatedly you see that that wasn't the, it didn't didn't quite work out, you know, um, having to play favorites, and this one, oh, Joseph's my favorite, this one, that one, hey, kids start hating each other, half brothers, half sisters. I can't keep one like that. It did not go ahead and work out. Say the Lord. So, well, then the Bible does say it's wrong. Deuteronomy, <laughs> what is it, Deuteronomy 20, yeah, something, I can't Deuteronomy. remember, it's somewhere in Deuteronomy. No, but, but like, I'm just letting him know that people will yeah. try to go ahead and explore no, this idea, yeah. but the Bible shows you examples, all right, go ahead, try that. So, yeah. think and about it, what we're convincing quite, ourselves. It doesn't quite work out. Like, he told me, he was like, well, you tried it every other way, why not just try it like this? And I was like, you know what, you're right, why not? I'm like, and I've already had this thought. Yeah, that was an easy sell for you. Yeah. You tried everything else first. Oh, yeah. What if you have to try? What if yeah. you have to sell this like, idea from the beginning? Three kids, two baby moms later. Exactly. But 17. <laughs> what, what we've done socially, though, is convince ourselves. 17 that states later. We, what we've done socially is convince ourselves that the easiest, what seems to be the easiest path is the is the best way. But I, like, I know plenty of people that are like, oh, I'm happily single. I don't need anybody. But then they do. Yeah. Or then they come home and they're lonely and you need company. But you just want that company and then that company to leave, but then you feel lonely all the time. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's a, it's a broken system. It's never going to work. Yeah, and you know what the, the loneliness comes from is because it's like there's uh, – it's a uh, We were created well, for partnership. Yeah. Well, I mean, in, in, in the moment, like in that moment of loneliness, if, if God is omnipresent, right, he's everywhere at all times, he's always with us, right? And in that moment that I'm lonely, I'm not – I have no faith. I'm agnostic in a sense. And then I go and buy mm. diamonds and jewelry and clothes and girls, girls yeah. and, and, but I wasn't, know. I wasn't talking like not, not the spiritual, Just, like not the spiritual. You yeah, should, but that's a good example. That's a good example. You should be well enough on your own that whoever you bring into your life adds to your, adds to yourself. Like you shouldn't like depend on somebody. Like or you can be okay with being by yourself because. Paul did say it's yeah. okay with being Some are single. meant to be. Some are yeah. okay with being well, single. Well, he said Everybody it's okay doesn't unless. No, no. And, but, and that unless say, comes that really quick. Big. No, yeah. no. The unless <laughs> is big, but there are cases that do fit that. That people <laughs> no, are. Don't no, no. It's not for us, but I'm saying for somebody out there. But here. But here None. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but no. Have you met a nun that hasn't done stuff with pre- Sorry. Oh, oh good lord. Go. Delete that. Yeah, we're, 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 we're live. Think about yeah. it. We, Rewind this boy. Think about oh, how many people boy. here. Like, uh, don't think about people here. Think about people. <laughs> Some other church. Some other church, right? But like, <laughs> think about it, people who are literally. I mean, I be. I have people all the time that I'm doing work with who are good people. I think they're believers. I think that they. Um, are trying to figure out their own spiritual life in God. But when it comes to uh, the issue of their personal sexuality and their relationships, they're kind of like they, – they, 
they would never say it to me out loud because they're like, because they know it's like, okay, that's falling on deaf ears with the pastor. But in their mind, I guarantee they look at each other at night and they go, I know we should get married, but we're just not there yet. We're saving up for a house or that, that, and the other thing, or whatever it is. And in their minds at that moment, like, I don't, that's not sanctification, right? That's not being said. That's just worldly thinking, right? I just think that there's so many different examples that you could show of things that we that we could do to separate ourselves and be different and the reality is that at any given day you're gonna fail at, at, at one of them and it's there's just no easy way to prove it like divorce you shouldn't get divorced yeah you know there's not nothing that anybody can ever say that that divorce is good there's no good like there's nothing good about it yeah you know what i mean but it does happen yeah same thing with sex before marriage yeah should it happen no but as a parent, that you have like a 20-something-year-old and you know, like, I would tell them, protect yourself. If you, if you do it, I, I advise you not to do it. But if you do it, make sure that you're safe. Yeah, but I guess there's a little bit of a difference, right? I don't know a whole... Maybe there is some divorced people that would talk that way. Maybe. In fact, I have known some. But for the most part, divorce is like, you know, usually traumatic. It's, it's a It's a... You know, a decision that's come at the end of a long road of pain or whatever it is, yada, right. yada, yada, right? Right. Yeah, we live in a world now where it's a worldview, right? It's not just like, there's not a dimension of like, hey, this is wrong. It's, hey, this is right. This yeah. is a better way of doing things. We're just going to live together and try this out. This is a better way. And as Christians, we follow through with it. You, but you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that's, that's, I'm just saying, like, that's a weird thing. Yeah. That's our world. Yeah. I don't know how you and, and like you tell that to a bunch of college kids now they look at you like you're from another planet. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. No, I know. It's, it does seem like the line keeps getting pushed further and further away from pushed. what it's more like leave. driven at top speed away from all you know, like where I know, it's supposed I know to be. like as a parent, that's one of the hardest things. As as much as that line gets pushed away from what it should be within, you know, Keeping kids somewhat normal and at this line back here of what faith looks like, you know, like how much can you tell a kid like, hey, don't get so involved into the material stuff when all they see is material stuff. All you could hope is that you you plant those seeds enough that when they do mature, they make the wise choice. You know, that's that's the scariest thing as a, as, as a parent uh, that that I've kind of like just submitted to God. Like they're in her, they're in His hands either way. Yeah. You know, so I try my best to tell them, like, and they know. It's not like they're fools. They come to church. They know what, what the beliefs are. So at some point, you're no longer a baby. Like, you know what the beliefs are. And you still choose to do whatever it is that you're choosing to do. Mm-hmm. Eventually, hopefully, you come around. But I don't. ultimately, their souls is not, like, dependent on any of those things that they do of not separating themselves from the world. So. I don't know. It's just a weird, like, I, I agree with you that. There's nothing outside of Christ that is their souls dependent upon. But it is weird that we do live in a time where um, we're so easily convinced of worldly thinking and yeah. not of yeah. like we'll say it's like it's like we want Christ without we want spirituality without any what would you call it? Discipleship? Without, we want spirituality how about, without how about, any... How about any discipline? Any discipline. Yeah, any yeah. discipline. We want spirituality and no without discipline. Without the discipline. Yeah. 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 You know what I'm saying? Uh, I was listening to... Um, or oh, no obedience. So, you know, like, we, we want to go ahead, but we don't want to obey or 
just listen. I was listening to Rebels. I was listening to uh, Tim Keller, who's like a famous uh, reform pastor, the other mm-hmm. day, and he was talking about this concept. He says, you know, you go into a bookstore right now, and you go in the religious section, you'll find plenty of like like mo- like old works of spirituality, like all these old like you know like mystics when it comes to prayer and when it comes to like you know like meditation and all this kind of stuff. He goes, yeah. but you, what you don't find is old theology. We want. We want the spirituality. We want to feel close to God, but we don't want any of the disciplines on how to do it. Like, the, the, like I was talking about months anymore, the tuning. We don't want any of that. It's like, I don't want to do anything. I'm going to be required of nothing, but I want all the benefits of, the, of God without any of the disciplines that he's called me to, right? Which is, a, which is that's where we live Reflective of the world mentality. Where that? Yeah. Um. I have to live by strict spiritual disciplines because of the fact that if I don't, you've proven that it gets bad pretty quick. For me, I mean, I'm a drug addict. <laughs> I'm a I'm a recovered drug addict, and yeah. like, if I don't pray, yeah, and meditate, and um, go help other people with the same that are afflicted with the same disease as I am, yeah, um, I don't know when that thought's gonna cross my mind. I'm like, you know what? I'm just, you know, let me take some communion with some real wine, you know? <laughs> and I'm like, Step in the wrong direction. And I'm like, and I know every single time I ever did that, I'm like, you know, some weed would be nice, but I can never just smoke weed, you know? Cocaine, crack. <laughs> Man, I got enough money to ruin my life right now. Yeah. <laughs> you know? In a couple and, weeks. Yeah, and like, it, and I don't know, like, I don't know when that doc can happen. Yeah. You know, like, what's it? Were you ever in like when when you look back to your addiction? Were you ever in? You remember being in like a place where you were fully in the throes of your addiction and wanted to get out, but felt like you couldn't. Yes, I'm talking about sitting in the car in front of my sponsor, who's my sponsor now, sitting in front of his house, waiting for him to come home, taking a hit of cracking and throwing up foam, and taking a hit and throwing up, taking a hit and throwing up, and crying like waiting for him to come, and as soon as he would. Like, I had the notion of him, I, I can hear his car, he got a Honda Civic. Yeah. <laughs> I would drive off, you know, because I, it was like the, the power, the complete powerlessness. The yeah. shamefulness. And um, it, it wasn't, I wasn't shameful. I just, I didn't, what I'm talking about, I didn't understand or completely know how to stop. Yeah. And that was like, I mean, and it, honestly, when I first, when I, when he really when he detoxed me, like I didn't want to stop. Like, what real drug addict wants to stop? <laughs> you know? But the the pain has had beaten me up so much to where, you know what, I'm either gonna do this or I'm gonna die. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to die. And um yeah, like and now throughout the like it's been the last uh, and on, on the nineteenth of March it'll be three years, right? Because oh, right. I, I went a year and eight months, and then I relapsed, and then I came back, and then uh, it's been a, about three years now. And then, like, man, uh, we talked right after the first relapse, right? Yeah, yeah. I remember. I remember. First and only for you know. Yeah. Knock on. Knock on what? <laughs> you said I had to do that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I felt like I felt like it had to go. Yeah. Come on. Uh, the 
the pain for uh, of of me wanting to change has like every year I've let go of one more thing, you know. Yeah, like awesome. I've like God has taken my drug addictions, He's taken cigarettes from me. Yeah. You know, He's He's um created a way for my finances and my my, my living situation yeah. and my car yeah. and my kids. You know yeah. what I mean? And like like I'm literally in the process of buying a house, right? Yeah. And then like. My, my two older kids are going to come live with me, right? That's yeah. why I'm trying to find a place to, you know, work here so I can raise my kids, right? Yeah. And I'm like, that's just like, I've given everything else. Like, why not this? Yeah. You know, like, what is really holding me back? Nothing. All right, take it. Yeah, we were, talk- we were talking specifically about this testimony. We were just talking about, like, could you give up your sexuality to God? Could you distrust him with it? And he's like, well, I He's kind of gotten me through everything else. Why wouldn't I trust him? Isn't that, a, isn't that a powerful thing, though? Like, when you see him show up, when you see him actually move in your life, when you took that leap of faith to allow him to go ahead and It's the authentic faith, right? Absolute certainty of events yet unseen. I'm like, I'm absolutely certain. Like, before, that's what I'm saying. Like, when I was in that car, like, I was absolutely certain that God was going to take me somewhere. Mm. it's just like it's a connection it's like that connection that i i mean it, it can only come through pain though mm. you know and and the trying of everything else that's where it came from mm. me you yeah. know yeah bro that's why like all these other people in the bible did those things right they had to they realize and they're trying to warn us but the fact is that like they, they can't take away from our story and as much as i can't take away from your story your story your story you know we need those things in order for us to um let go, uh, like we we fall short, you know. We fall short, obviously, because we're doing it without God, you know. And then, like, once we realize that we can't do this by ourselves, not like without fellowship and without God, when we realize that we can't do this and we fall short, there's nothing else but for us is to be like, all right, God, you can do it for me, mm-hmm. you know. And everything is a whole lot easier. <laughs> There's two things that, as I'm listening to you, that come to mind. Number one, Anthony's story is pretty vanilla. There's nothing there. Wait, but, what's, what't story? <laughs> he said your story. There's nothing oh. wrong. But one well, thing that, that, that kind of like was thought-provoking for me was like if us as Christians would treat – I think one of, the, one of the biggest mistakes we make is that we treat our lives like we're not in some type of addiction. It's just our addictions are different. Our addictions could be shopping or food or whatever. And because we don't we don't have the the awareness to acknowledge that that by keeping Christ close is pro is the only way that you could probably overcome those things, we are more uh, subjected to continue on in that sin over and over and over again without the awareness of it because we don't realize that it is. So that was like really impactful for me at least to like see it from your point of view, like because I I know like I have some things that I could always work on, right? But like that was. I don't know. I'm like I'm I'm speechless like thinking about it like because it kinda hit me. A little convicting. Yeah, yeah. Like for sure. Mm. That's pretty that was pretty cool. Like we us we don't think about it. One day we'll do like a one on one you can just tell old drug stories though. Those are fun. My crackhead stories. Yeah. Crackhead Chronicles. Crackhead Chronicles. <laughs> 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 a new podcast. Yeah. Well, we, should do, we should do a crackhead chronicle. Well man, I got plenty of friends too if you wanna bring them. Yeah. Let's do that series. Oh, Let's please. Let's do that series. Yes. Crackhead Chronicles. Next week, we'll start. Next week, yeah. How much longer are you in town for? I mean, uh, <laughs> uh, for now, I'll be leaving the 6th, and then I'll be coming. All right, next week, we'll get a Crackhead Chronicles. Coming back uh, the 26th. That's a new series. Next, next, next week. All right, that's strong. You going no, to I a just... new state? Huh? You going to a new state? 
Um, just to New York and then back. Okay. I think it is interesting, like in his story, right? Like, it's weird, right? There's something about it. I don't know. You you kind of touched on it. You got close to what I'm trying to say, but in his story, because the sin is so brokenly blatant, right? Drug addiction. Like, there's no question. You have to give that up and separate yourself from that into something new. You can't take that with you, right? But like you're saying, we live in a world where there's a bunch of other stuff yeah. that we're just kind of holding that on to. That might not to. be as blatant. Yeah. It can be and as we just, we tell is. ourselves, well, we don't have to separate ourselves from that. And I'm just asking, mm-hmm. where is that line? You know what I'm saying? Like, where is that mentality? Because this is very, very obvious. Like, you look at that and you go, okay, well, yeah, everybody knows that. Yeah. But what about all the other stuff? Right, and I'm, I think the second you start going down that road, it gets it gets dicey because then you got to figure out like what's really sanctification versus legalism. What's really mm-hmm. like you know authentic led by Christ versus just you showing off your personal righteousness. Like there's a bunch of questions there that get ugly pretty quick or, or get complicated pretty quick. But I'm not sure sitting around just saying everything's no big deal. Either oh, it's no. like, and I'm not saying you're saying that or anybody else is saying that. I'm yeah. just saying that is a complicated issue, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just uh, to touch on the um, the sex relation aspect of it is like last year I got in a relationship with this girl right up in Delaware, and then like like the same night we met, we had sex, and then like that lasted about three months, like continuous, nonstop, right? And then like um, every day. She would bring no. her baby over and bring her baby and like leave her and like I'm like it was just ridiculous, right? And then like, Yo. um, but <laughs> she nah. she said, "All right, you know what? You're taking away time for me and my baby, so this has got to stop." She broke it off, boom. And then um, for like about two three weeks straight, I would wake up, throw up from depression, you know, like and like because you were in love with this girl, huh? You were in love with her or something? I mean. You were hoping for something. I was hoping for something. Okay. Yeah. So when she left, if she broke it off, you were upset. You meant like I had thoughts of suicide. Like I wow. I really want. I, she I wanted to drive my car into the wall like, every like morning. Really quick from like we're shagging every day to like I'm out with my baby because you don't you take too much time. Like there was no moment for you to be like, hey, so I could spend time with this baby too. Like it's all in. Yeah, of course. But she, I mean, she, I think she came to realize that like I, I mean, I'm a traveler, right? So she's like, this you're guy, yeah, you're out. Something Me. hit. Something clicked. She was like, oh, he ain't gonna be here forever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was in Florida. Da, 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 da. Yeah, she was just like, "You taking too much time from me? This ain't this ain't serious." You know, it's like, yeah. How old so, was the baby? She had um just had the baby. Damn. I was like, uh, okay. So I was oh, like, the first guy who cracked that open right oh. after. Oh, oh, that, oh. Hey, let me tell you something. <laughs> I know people after, this, after the stitches. Oh. Let me let me tell you what works. Radio, baby. Oh, hey. oh my. God. <laughs> At least he waited for the baby to come. It was lead. Lord. I know people. The baby was while they're still we pregnant. <laughs> the baby while like, they're pregnant. <laughs> what? And like, hey, at least I know what ain't mine. Oh and, God. And, and they're doing all types of Yeah, man. Oh, come on, man. Why didn't we stop after his oh, DJ, my like goodness. our moment where we're like, yeah, something has to stop. No. Yeah. But, <laughs> but the ba- so the baby's three months. Where where was the baby daddy? Oh, he was gone. He was like in, uh, he was just not there. Huh. Uh, she said that uh, the baby actually saved her from being addicted to meth. Mm-hmm. Because um, 
when she had first tried it, <coughs> she found, like, she, for some reason, like, I guess God spoke to her and was like, hey, drug test yourself. Oh, um, not drug test. Um, do a pregnancy test. Uh-huh. And then she did a pregnancy test and she's like, all right, I'm done. Mm. So then, um, so her baby pretty much saved her. Okay. That's wild. That's awesome. And, um, she said that was just taking too much time. So, so you go down this road, you start this relationship, then and then when she breaks it off, you're depressed. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but how did you get over? Um, I just threw myself into service. Yeah, I threw myself into. I mean, like I actually one of my um, my sponsees out there in Delaware actually died. Um, he overdosed, but um, your sponsor overdosed. My sponsee. Oh, okay. so so like uh, I take other people through yeah. steps. So you're like a sponsor for somebody. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, but like I just threw myself into like going to a, as many AA meetings and finding as many newcomers as I can, and then I'm like, and I spend every like moment outside of work helping them, reading with them, showing them how to work the steps. Right. Whenever they call me, I I show up and I'm like, hey, all right. So like whatever is going on, I'm like, all right, this is what you got to do. You got to write this out. Is um. It's, I mean, we have like five minutes, just like a whole, uh, it's a lifetime of work. It's practice. It's, um, there's a, it's, at first it's a process, but then it becomes a practice, you know? And it's like, if you don't practice it, then you, you don't yeah. have a conscious connection. Right. Yeah. And then if we don't have a conscious connection, then eventually that thought will come, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. a. That's it's a certainty. It's not a if. So did so from the time that this relationship ended till the time we're sitting at that camp site last week, kind of talking about life. Um, was that the first time you were like even entertained the idea of like, oh, maybe? No, no, no. You've you've entertained that idea before. I entertained that idea the second like after I came over out of my depression. Okay. Out of the, and then out of that relationship, um, obviously into a new one. Mm-hmm. And then um, out of that relationship too, like because that um, the next relationship after that lasted about three months as well. Okay, like what it is three months, three months max. Yeah, your max. That's my max. Been like for the last three years. Yeah, you know, three months, three months, three. I'm like, man, I'm done with this. Ain't working out. Does it seem like your relationships always last as long as the time that you're in the? Pretty much. For the job? Yeah. Like, uh, be in Delaware three months. Hey, I got this relationship while I'm there. Then you go yeah. to a different state. Instant family, you know? Instant family. Yeah. How do you find these people? He's I don't know, like, man. I would have, I would have no excuse. Like to be Sullivan. Yeah. Imagine me going yeah. from time to time and be like, hey, I got three months. <laughs> <laughs> you want this? Yes? No? Oh, no? Maybe okay. for a good time. Yeah, exactly. No. Okay. Maybe for a good time. Not a long time. <laughs> 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 At least he lets him know from the jump. Yeah, yeah, but, but what I'm saying is like... You go out after work and find these people? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I mean, I never really had a problem with alcohol. I mean, I go to a bar and, like, shoot pool and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, I mean, alcohol doesn't even, like, you know, tickle my whistle. Yeah. You know? that's tickle like, that, your whistle. Yeah, that's nothing, like, yeah. compared <laughs> to where you've been. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, man, it's not what I... Yeah. You know, like, my mind will quickly, like, so might as that, well do this. So let know? me ask you then. You're going to NA then, not AA. No, no. AA's... Alcohol, right? Nah, nah. I AA go, does still include um, oh, other yeah. substances too. I yeah. thought it was just specifically for alcohol. It's, I mean, there's like, no monopoly on God, right? You know, you can be uh, Catholic or whatever. Yeah. You know, there's no monopoly on it. You know. Okay, I didn't know. I yeah, didn't no. Know. I mean, I just choose uh, AA because that's just. I mean, for me, what worked for me. So. Yeah. Okay. The steps are this pretty much the same. Yeah. 
the the plan, the strategy is pretty much the same. A is just a little more God focused usually. Oh, usually, and he yeah. isn't. It is, and but is, not as I don't know. It's higher power focused. Yeah, and it's um a lot a lot more to the steps than just like how we look. We we and A view it. You know? So you tried both of them, and you just was drawn more to AA with yeah. the with the process and system that's important. Yeah, like I'm, I'm like I'm a crackhead. I need a I need a you know fix now. You know what I mean? I can't wait. Two years, three years to work the steps. If the cure to selfishness is selflessness, then I got to be selfless, selfless as quickly as possible, and that's what the steps do. They they teach you how to be selfless. Mm. You know, so that's that's just my my view on it. Like, if I'm gonna take forever to work these steps, and I and I need to be selfless because yeah. I am an extreme example of self will run right, then. I have to be, you know, I have to be selfless, and I don't know how to do that. Only God can make that possible, and the only way I can get connected through God is this is like, um, it's like the, you know, the um, con- conscious connection to to God for dummies, you know. I like it. Snap. I like it a lot. Snap. And so then you get all the way. We're at the campsite. You've thought about this before. I actually said made that my New Year's resolution. Okay. And I'm like, I'm just gonna do that, and then um. Yeah. Be selfless. Be selfless. No, celibate. The idea of celibate celibate. until real commitment. Like celibate, 100% celibate? Yeah, like 100%. Like no pornography, no... no, Nothing. No hanky-panky. Whatever. Yeah, the grenade exploded. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, nothing. Okay. Yeah, it's good. It's uh, you kind of motivated me too. It was like, yeah. yeah, I was like, man, I look at this long and I want to be celibate too. Okay, well, I think that's as far as we can go for tonight. Uh, hey, man, thank you for joining us tonight. Thank sharing you for sharing. Definitely, definitely. That was great. Um, I'm looking forward to uh, Crackhead Chronicles. Okay. Okay. Uh, stay tuned, Pewology listeners. We got that on the way. It's going to be good. I'm telling you. I've heard some of these stories. Crazy. Uh, love you. Mean it. Peace. Peace. Peace.